you for sharing your Sunday afternoon with me. I greatly appreciate it. Yo-yos. You yo-yo? I do not. Told you. I never got into it either. Tell me all about them, though. Okay, yo-yos is believed to be the second oldest toy in the world. The name yo-yo comes from Filipino expression meaning come-come. Okay. Isn't that cool? <laughs> yes. Okay, ready for this? The yo oops, wait a minute. In 1985, astronaut David Griggs used a Duncan Imperial yo-yo on live TV from the deck of the space shuttle. Isn't that cool? Very cool. Well, I used to bar- bartend, and some of the evenings, you know, it was kind of boring. <laughs> you know, you'd get tired of, you know, well, we, we, come on, guys, we got to do something here. So we play <laughs> hangman, we do things. But sure. one evening, I brought in yo-yos. Yeah, it was really funny to see. I mean, we're talking from you know, you know, a twenty-year-old, a twenty-one-year-old, all the way up to like a seventy-year-old trying to yo-yo. Yeah, and oh god, it was so funny. But I, fun. I love yo-yos. Yeah, I don't, I don't do like a real fancy tricks or nothing. I can at least keep it floating and go out, do it around the world. Well, you that's know, just, better than me. But yeah, but, <laughs> no, I, I love. I like the butterfly yo-yo the most. The best. That's the one that has. Uh, the center goes down, you know what I mean? It's It looks like a butterfly. Right. Wing. Yeah, yeah. instead of just the round like Duncan. You know, Duncan is one of the best royals, too. Okay. <laughs> so I had, had no idea. You yo-yos. knew so much. I yes, love it. No, I love yo-yos. <laughs> that, it's just a fun time, too. And in fact, was it last Christmas, I think, I gave out yo-yos to people. So hopefully they used them because, like I said, they are fun. They, yeah, they really those are, are great for, like, stuffing stuff or, like, yeah. socking stuff. Yeah, but, but see, I got good yo-yos. Oh. So they're a little spendy. Ooh, okay. I didn't just Different go to levels. like the dollar store. <laughs> <laughs> good tip. <laughs> but anyway, even though some of these I should have started. Because the good yo-yos are weighted. Sure, you know, okay. They've got a, a smoothness to them. So hmm. that's the thing. So, Okay, let's Very go. Cool. Sorry. Sorry, folks. Let's go. Let's Here go we go. To, there we go. Yes. Let's go back to the, the out of toys and into dogs, okay? <laughs> yes, we have William and his dog started acting different or up lately, just not the norm. Oh, okay. Hey, William, how you doing? Good, how about you? Good, good. So what kind of pupper do you have? I got a nine-year-old chihuahua. Not chihuahua? Yep, chihuahua. Okay, and so now what's going on? Well, like three months ago, almost like flipping a switch, she went from normal activity to just hiding under the bed. Okay. And she sneaks up on her food and water dish, and as soon as she touches it, she yelps and runs away. Really? And she sneaks back up, tries to get a lick of water, yelps, runs away. I got her on video. She's acting like weird. Hmm. She's under the bed all day long. Okay. That's not normal. Okay. So then now uh, your uh, dishes, are they glass, uh, aluminum, uh, plastic? What are the dishes? Stainless steel. She's had them since she was a puppy. Okay, yeah. Um, I would change the dishes out. Try a paper plate. And the reason is, it was not for the water, obviously. <laughs> but anyway, see, as dogs get older, you know, they have really super sound, you know, they're, uh, they hear... You know, 300 times almost better than we do. Okay, as we get older, sometimes some noises start driving us over the edge. Now, all in all, I mean, now, okay, during the course, other than just eating and drinking times, okay, what is she doing doing during the day? She just hides under the bed. Normally, we call her and she comes running. Um, you know, it's like, let's go outside, go potty. She goes outside, goes potty. Nowadays, in the wintertime, she doesn't like snow, she doesn't like cold. Okay. So we do puppy pads, and she's always used puppy pads. All right. Two months ago, like a light switch. Quit okay. using them. Don't okay. Use them. Okay. This... Luckily, she's been going outside, but we've caught a few accidents in the house lately. Okay. Um. Uh. Did have you uh, had a bra- blood draw to find out how her kidneys, liver, and all that is doing? Yes. 
we did the vet thing check and everything came back okay, you know, physically. Okay. Has she had it? It was literally like a light switch overnight. She just went weird. She used to hide in my office under the desk, and she she's afraid to go in my office. Okay. Even now, if I got food in there, and I'm like, come, come get it. She won't. Okay, did she, around the time that the light switch switched, say that thing three times real fast, um, uh, did you have any vaccinations done, or did you do any chemicals like heartworm, uh, flea and tick? Did you do anything around that time? Nothing that I can think of. We okay. did go camping. Um, that was right around the light switch time. We we do a long weekend at our favorite place in second week in September. Shortly after that is when we noticed this this weird behavior. All right, and so but you you hadn't had any vaccinations or anything in during that time. No, when we went to the vent to have her checked on, we did vaccinations at that time, but she had already been acting weird. Oh wow! Okay, okay. Yep, there's something going on, and it's not when they're like. When they're that nervous, Nelly, usually it's it's a, it could be uh, neurological. You know what I mean? Um, uh, this is because she's got sound sensitivity, um, and being that she's hiding, okay, that's neurological. Uh, what you might want to do? You got a piece of paper and a pencil? Yep. Okay. Um, I would contact Doctor Levy, the holistic vet. There might be a remedy. That might help her with this, okay? Uh, because you since you had the vet, you know you had drew the blood and such like that. Okay, so uh, you're gonna go to holistic dash holistic dash vet dash care dot com holistic dash vet dash care dot com. That's Doctor Levy, okay? And then she does uh, you know phone consults or email consults. And okay. uh, I would go through that because this isn't a behavior thing. Something scared, you know, like I said, because usually this is caused by uh, over vaccinations. This is caused by um, or a trauma of some sort. But right now what I want you to do is you take, take the stainless steel dishes away and use like a, a glass a bowl or a ceramic bowl for the water and feed her on a paper plate. Yes, back to that. She refuses to eat from anything. I used to give her my dinner scraps on a plate. She sneaks up on the plate like she's in trouble, and I swear she's not. Okay. And we, I mean, we even like crust from my toast on a plate. The only way she'll take it is if I put it on the floor. She won't even take it out of my hand anymore. I have to put it on the floor, and we have to be four feet apart. Did the vet? Did Too the closer, vet? She won't take it. Okay. Did the vet uh, uh, check her eyes? Yes. And did he check the eyes? Yes. And? Everything was fine, physically. X-ray, um, I don't think we did the X-ray. We did blood drawn, and she, he looked her over, you know, nose to tail. Okay. And, after, and like the light switch time, she's lost a lot of weight. Okay. She's literally skin and bones. Okay. I the only would... way I can eat her is when she's, we put her on the bed. Um, you know, my wife works from home, I leave. But we put her on the bed in the morning, and we'll put the dog food on her blanket on the bed. She'll eat it. Okay. Okay. Well, like I said, I got to throw food at her from three feet away. Oh, jeez. Yep. No. So there's some something's going on here. Whether it's her hearing in her brain, she could be like I say. It sounds like because um, sound sensitivity is a huge thing here, and so that's why, like I said, I would contact Doctor Levy and just see if there's a remedy or something like that. Now, what food are you feeding? Uh, she's on 391, I believe. 
Okay. Uh, try, um, and do you wet it down or you just feed it as is? Feed it as is. And we just switched from, I believe we had like the kitten caboodle or, you know, the dog style or something like that. And we just switched to Prino 1 when this was going on. Okay. And, um, okay. I don't know. I would definitely, I would change your food. I'm not a fan. Okay. Um, I would try, uh, what area, where do you get your food? Uh, wherever. I mean, usually Walmart or... Okay. But, I mean, what do you have a Chuck and Don's by you or a, a local pet, a small mom and pop shop by you at all? Uh, Peterson's in North Branch. Oh, Peterson's in North like Branch. That. Yeah, but he doesn't have, they don't have that. Uh, do you go to Forest Lake at all? Uh, yeah, I drive by to work, for oh, work. I okay. work in the city. Okay, because there's Chuck and Don's in Forest Lake. Okay. Because what I would try right now and see, I would get her off the processed foods, and then I would go to either a dehydrated, like Sojo's, S-O-J-O. Okay. And then you can go into the uh, freeze-dried section, okay, and you can try, like, the Stella and Chewy's. That's the raw, but the moisture taken out. And just kind of crumble it, put it a little bit of warm water with it, and see if she'll eat that. Okay. okay, and the Sojo's, it's usually two cups water to one cup product is what it is. It's, it's like army rations. You know, it's got the meat and everything in there. So maybe yeah. I think by getting her on a better diet than what you've been feeding, and then she tend to want she's been eating chicken, correct? That Well, all those are basically, yeah. So I would get her yeah. off the chicken, and I would go to either a beef or a turkey base. Okay. Okay, but I would get her off the processed food right now and just see if that can help somewhat. Who knows what, you know, because that's the whole thing. But if her her vitals, you know, test out, then what we're going to try to do, try with the diet, see if that will work. Try with the different bowls so it doesn't make okay. the sound. Because kibble makes a lot of sound in stainless steel, a lot of sound. <laughs> so that's what I would try. I would try that first. Try something that's a little bit different, okay? Or even you can get, like, Nutrisource has got some really good uh, canned foods, some grain-free canned foods, but stay away from chicken. Okay, stay okay. away from chicken. Give that a shot, and then get get back to me. Like you know, whether you want to call me up Katie's Canines, or call me here at the at the shop. But that's what we're gonna do, and then get a hold of Doctor Levy. Okay. Okay, we'll do. Okay, thank kiddo. You. Thank you. Have a good one. Yeah, that's ne- neurological stuff is really. Uh, but Doctor Levy should be able to help. But the, the, I would change that diet. But anyway, okay. Here I'm talking to myself over the radio. <laughs> da, 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 da. Okay, what has hands that can't clap? What has hands that can't clap? We'll be back. All right. Thank you for sharing your Sunday afternoon. It's dark. Oh, well. <laughs> but boy, I'll tell you, there is, there's no lights to be found. Any of the big box stores, Christmas lights, they are all sold out. I kid you not. Menards, Home Depot, you know, all the big. Okay. Yeah, so the, then you're not are decorating. Nothing. And they're basically like closing up their Christmas department because there is nothing left oh, in them. Oh, wow. It's nuts out there. Okay. Really <laughs> but, anyway, but so neat though, neat is, is that uh, how many people have, and I know many people have mentioned this comment, uh, when you get to drive around at night, how many more people have put up lights Which and is nice, nice lights. Yes. And up in Hugo, we got mentioned on Channel 5 uh, for one of our lighting displays. It's called, um, I always, it's not uh, Adeline, it's uh, Adelaide. There you go. It's Adelaide Development off of 61 and 130th, 130th and 61, that they've got. And you need your smartphone. Okay, I I have one. I got a new one, actually. I don't have one. So what do I do with it? 
Yeah, where you put it up to some things and it does something I don't know. <laughs> I'll it's figure it out. It's kind of interactive, is what <laughs> it is. That's really cool. But everybody said you don't, you know, the the it's really supposed to be something. So that's anyway, awesome. But yeah, so I I haven't got down there yet. I'm just I just look at, as I'm going. I've been purposely been taking the back streets until you know I don't leave the house that much. You know, my big outing is going to Forest Lake and White Bear. You know, <laughs> and then come here once a week. Yeah, exactly. I don't go anyplace. I hate <laughs> shopping centers. You know what I mean? So, but anyway, okay. I'm sure you got this. What has hands that can't clap? I didn't think about it. I, what has a clock? Oh, a clock. Very nice. Okay, what the, you know what Tinker Toys are? Are they just like the wind up toy? Little, I don't know. Is there a specific Tinker Toys? No. <laughs> oh my gosh! Just a minute. Oh, my goodness. Okay, Tinker Toys were invented when Charles, I can't say his last name, it's a really weird name, was watching some kids play with pencils, sticks, and empty spools of thread. Tinker Toys are the sticks where you, they have round things where there's holes in it. You can build things with the Tinker Toys. Oh, okay. That's what that is. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so yeah, that just showed my age. (laughs) (laughs) You never heard of Tinker Toys. Everybody knows what Tinker Toys I guess I didn't have any of those growing up. That's okay, (laughs) because you are from the computer-minded people. I am. I, I know nothing about computers. See? I but you use toys. one. That doesn't mean well, you give somewhat, advice. No, you yeah, tell people yeah, to go yeah. Google stuff all the time. Oh, yeah, but I don't do that much. But anyway, so, <laughs> yeah, I get my emails. Anyway, let's go to the phone line. All right. We have Lisa, and she has a puppy that won't stop biting. Ah, welcome to Puppyhood. Hey, Lisa. <laughs> Hi, Katie. Hi. I emailed you uh, last week. I did get my puppy, and... Um, yeah, it's a golden doodle. English golden is his mom and um, full do, uh, poodle for his yep. dad. Yep. Um, anyway, I just have a few questions. Sure. But he is biting and, like, pulling on my pant legs and then growling. Yep. And okay. How do I stop that? How old? He's eight weeks yesterday. Eight weeks. Okay. And how long have you had him? Five days. Okay. Okay. Um, okay, first of all, you're going to let him drag a nylon leash around the house so you got something to step on and grab. Okay. Okay, so that if he starts to jump on you, you just quick step on it, like maybe about, oh, five inches, six inches from the hook. The object is okay. not to pin him down. The object is, is that if he tries to jump up, he corrects himself. Okay. Okay. And then is like that with a, a collar or a harness? Yep, no, not a harness, just a collar. Okay. okay, just a regular buckle collar is what you want. Okay, and then you're going to get yourself a hair mister or plant mister or whatever. Fill it with water, set it on stream, and then you're going to carry it with you for a little while here. And if he goes after your your pant leg or your shoes or whatever, you're going to deepen your voice, slow it down. Okay, at first you're going to give the growl, ah, that gets his attention, and then blast him in the face with a stream of water and then say why, leave it. All right, he's going after your pant legs. You want him to leave it alone. So it's, ah, blast in the face, quiet. And as soon as he backs off, just call me, go, thank you. Don't, you don't have to pet him. You don't have to pet him. And then maybe you can just, oh, where's dad? Uh, let's go over here. You know, get, try to redirect him onto something else. There's many trainers out there that tell, tell you if the dog is biting you or going after your pant leg or whatever, give him something he can bite on, you know, or a toy or whatever. Look at it from the dog's point of view. The dog is like, oh, great. I get rewarded with a toy if I bite you on the arm or go after your leg. <laughs> 
That's I, what I've been doing. I've been redirecting, redirecting, yep. redirecting. It doesn't work that way. I'm, okay, I'm it's, tired. Okay, yeah, you bet. Okay, and now the thing is, is let's look at how mom represents or re- reprimands her, her kids. Okay, if the kids are, the pups, are hanging off her lip, her tail, her leg, or whatever, she'll give a deep growl, ugh, like back off. <laughs> and if the pups don't, she quickly pulls out wraps her teeth around their neck and squeezes and the pup yelps like, I'm sorry, sorry. Okay, and then she slowly lets go of the grip. The pup slowly moves away. Okay, a little bit later, the pup slowly comes up, kind of like, hello, still mad? Mom will give a, like, ah, like, and they're up still mad. Stay away from mom. They've learned if they listen to the growl, the correction doesn't come. Okay? So that's why when people say substitute toys, it's a, I don't get that. That's totally off my my radar. Because the thing is, is the dog has to learn by trial and error. They do this, this happens, they do that, happens. But you also have to put the word in there so that you teach them, if you listen to my words, like, ah, leave it, or hey, quiet, that the correction will not come. The first five, six times, you give the growl, ah, blast, quiet. Okay, then after that is, ah, 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 quiet, or ah, uh, leave it. And if they don't, now the correction comes. You want them to learn to listen to the words, but at first, it's the blast, ah, the growl, or a, you're going to become an a-er, or a-er, or a bother. And then blast, and then quiet, or leave it, whatever words. If they're barking, or if they're biting, ah, no bite. All right? So that's the thing. So then eventually they're going to learn to listen to your verbals, and you don't need the the correction. All right? So that okay. so that's the whole thing. you got to think like a dog. How does the dog see this? And so that's why like, when the dog does something well for you, you very calmly go, thank you. Don't say good girl or good boy. They get some all nutsy in the headsy. It's like saying, racist, we don't have to think. All right? <laughs> so you want to keep them calm and steady and just thank you. Very nice. And so now they don't, hey, you're welcome. But like, like I said, if they're nipping you on your legs, if they're going, grabbing, you know, your arms, your, your skin. <laughs> okay, yeah. so there's, ah. Is uh, if they're going after your legs, it's no but or it's leave it. Let's leave my feet alone. All right. If they're barking, it's quiet or enough. If they're nipping at your hands or your arms, ah, no bite. The lower and slower and deeper your voices, the more deep doo doo the dogs in. Okay. Okay. So that's the whole thing. Never ever smack your dogs on the snaz or hold their mouth shut. That only aggravates the situation. Okay. And if the dog is jumping on. What? Sorry, I'm, I interrupted. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, if the if the dog is really the pup is really being obnoxious and they have their off times where they no matter what you do it almost seems like it spurs them on. Then you know what? Time out. The kennel. Let's go. Get them time to settle down and give yourself time to settle down and then come back out. But my book, all pups should be dragging a leash around the house. So I've got something to step on. If they're trying to jump on something I don't want, or if they're trying to jump on me, I can step on it and I'll correct them. Um, or if they're trying to jump at the kids, I can step on the leash. I can, and they, they're uh, accountable for their own action. They try to jump forward. And guess what? They don't happen. They correct. And all of a sudden, they're sitting there. And they're either they're looking at you or they're looking at, you know, the kids or whatever type thing. So that's the whole thing. Because you don't want to be running after the dog, screaming and hollering. Okay. Okay. So when I walk in, Katie, do I also use a collar? Um, 
Okay, why don't you hold on? Yeah, why don't you hold on? We'll come on back, okay? So hold on. Don't don't say anything. Okay, here's your go. What has a mouth but cannot chew? A mouth but cannot chew. Be back. What you do to me? Yes. It's so new to me. What you do to me? What has a mouth but cannot chew? We had a clock with hands that couldn't clap. Right. There's a theme here. There is. I don't know. A river. A river. A river has a mouth that but cannot chew. Okay. Hey, do you know what the first uh, um, toy I advertised on TV was? I don't know. Ever. The first ever? toy ever. Okay, everybody, I'm hearing that on my audience <laughs> going, I know, I know. Especially people my age. <laughs> Mr. Potato Head. Oh really, Mr. Potato Head was the first uh, advertise the first toy advertised on television. Okay, from 1952 to 1963, parents had to supply real potatoes. Okay, for because they just gave have the parts, you know, for the eyes and ears and whatever type of thing. Mm-hmm. In, 19, in 1987, Mr. Potato Head became the spokes spud for Great American Smokeout. He gave up his pipe to Surgeon General C. Ever- Everett Coop in Washington D.C. All right. Uh, the head uh, until 1964, what has, uh, so so from 1952 to 1963, you had to supply your own potato. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, from 1964 on up, that's when they came out with the plastic body. Interesting. Okay. okay. All right. And so, uh, yeah, Mr. Potato Head was uh, regained fame with the movie. Toy Story. Dang, That's dang, how dang. I know it. Now look at that. Yes. Our generations finally <laughs> met. <laughs> okay, let's go back to the Yes, we line. have Lisa. Okay, Lisa. There you go. We're back again. Okay. All right. Did you know that, Mr. about Mr. Potato Head? I did not. Oh, no. Look at that. See, I paid to get up. something new. Yeah, it paid to get up this morning. That's what my theory is. <laughs> okay, so now uh, you had a question? Um, yeah, so about um, the collar. Um, collar also when I walk him. Yeah, but what you're going to do, yeah, because uh, we've got to remember harnesses restrain, they don't train, okay? They teach yeah. a dog to pull because they could pull forward, and what do you do? You pull backwards to restrain them from tripping you up in front, okay? It's just like if I grabbed your arm and pulled you towards me, your auto reaction is to pull the opposite way, correct? And this, mm-hmm. everybody thinks that the harnessing is more um, easier, humane on the, on the animals. Actually, the best thing, what I put all my pups in is called the STAR, S-T-A-R, Mark dog training collar, star mark dog training collar. Okay, and um, they have they have small and they have large. And so what you and they they have links. They're plastic links, is what they are. They have like little pyramids on the inside that poke the dog. You know, if I want your attention, I poke you. And if you don't give it to me, I poke you harder. And pretty soon you look mm-hmm. at me like, what? What do you want? Okay, now I'm going to tell you what I want now that I got your attention. And that's because, remember, dogs learn by trial and error. They do this, this happens, they do that, that happens. So if the dog goes ahead, you give the leash a little pop, uh, you know, the pop with the training collar on, and you say your word, heal or walk. When you go for a walk with a dog, the hook of the leash should be resting on the back or the side of the dog, all right? That's what should be doing. Because I got away from using what some people call choke collars, the chain ones. Because if you knew how to use them, they were great. But the majority of people didn't have the timing, and the dog was playing the price. So I got out of the the, the 
technically choke collars, okay? The okay. chain collars. And so that's why I came, I found these Starmark collars, which I use for all my puppies. And then, like I say, as the dog gets older, that you can add links. Uh, they, like I said, they're just plastic links that come apart so you can make the collar smaller or bigger. How many pounds is your pup right now? 12? 12. Hey, look at that. I just pulled that out of my ear. And I said 12 all at the same time she said. <laughs> anyway. So anyway, so uh, but what I would do is that, yes, you can get the, the small ones. I'm not sure. I know they, they were running out maybe because I'm buying them all because I'm using them. <laughs> but anyway, you can get the large and take links out because eventually the size that your dog's going to be what you'd probably use. That. But it depends on the coat that you're going to keep, your, you know, your doodle in. And so that's why if you're going to keep it in a dense coat, you might need a different training collar, but this will start you out well. Also, okay. too, with the doodle that you want is make sure you get that hair out of those eyes. No shelves above and no blinkers on the side. That makes for very, very spooky puppies, and they have a hard time negotiation, negotiate. Oh, my goodness gracious. Uh, negotiating uh, stairs and such. I know it looks um, cute, but they can't see. <laughs> and so okay. what I tell people, and some of the, the, the now the groomers are knowing that, that the people have talked to me. And it's not an official cut. Maybe someday they'll call it this. I call it an owl cut. You know how if you look at an owl's eye, all the feathers go away from their eyes? Yeah, that's what you want for this dog. You don't want any little tunnel like he's got to see through a tunnel or try to see right. through hair. You and you can go to any groomer. Don't do it yourself because you might hurt the dog. Uh, go to any groomer, set up and say, all I want is just the eyes trimmed. I want an owl cut where it's totally away from the eyes. And your groomers will love you because they want to slowly acclimate the, the pup to what they're going to need later. You know what I mean? To be, um, you know, the, the, the grooming utensils. And then you ask the, uh, the, the groomer uh, and go to mom and pop shops, the cornered ones, not the big box stores. Okay. And so then what you're going to do is ask them what brushes you need and then what, how to use them. Because being that everybody's getting these doodles, the coats are unbelievable here. And if you don't do it right, it tangles next to the skin. And literally, you're going to drop your dog off thinking that you're going to have a, you know, a little bit semi-cut and your dog is shaved. And the reason is because it was all tangled all the way to the skin because you didn't know how to use the brushes right. And so that's why what you want to do is find yourself, you know, a groomer in your area that people like. And then, like I say, you set up and say, I just want the eyes trimmed right now. And then I want you to show me what brushes I need and how to use them correctly. Because in the long run, it'll save you a lot of money if you keep up on the coat. Because if that coat's knotted, boy, that groomer's going to charge you a bunch, you know, to unknot your dog. <laughs> right. And, and right. so anyway, so it's really important, you know, to do that. But that's so you want clear field of vision. You want him to drag a leash around the house. I would get that star mark collar. All right. And so then now if the dog tries to go ahead, you just give the leash a quick flick. Don't pull. You flick. Leave the buckle collar on at first so it crosses with the star mark collar because it takes a while for the, you know, they have to get used to it. It's a different feeling. And believe it or not, it kind of feels like it's mom's in the room because, like I said, they're pyramids that are blunt. You know, they're not sharp or anything, but it pokes the dog. Okay. Just kind of like Ma did with her teeth. She poked them with the teeth, right? When she squeezed them. And so that's why it's like, whoa, what was that? And so then eventually, like I say, they start under their, they learn by trial and error and things will get better and better and better. And for this age of dog, uh, many people 
over-exercise the pups, and so it really messes with their joints, and then they become more arthritic early, early, like five, six years old. So the, the kind of the sum, um, summation um, is called puppyculture.com, I think, puppyculture.com. It's a, a pamphlet that I give, or not pamphlet, it's kind of a book, uh, to all my people that take puppy classes to read because it explains what to do and not to do from eight weeks to two years old. And my summation of the book is like two months old, two blocks, three months old, three blocks, four months old, four blocks, and that's round trip. Okay, that's not four blocks out and four blocks back. Okay, good to know. Yeah, because people weigh over, and that steady beat is really hard on their joints. Now, if you have uh, like a fenced-in backyard where the dog can, ru- you know, the pup can run, you're gonna I see. Do. Okay, they're gonna you're gonna see them race like real like crazy, and all of a sudden uh-huh. drop, and then they kind of yeah. sit there and lay, and then they get up. And then they race like crazy again, and then they drop. They don't keep a steady beat like we expect them to do on a walk. And so the whole thing is, is that uh, that's why, like I say, if you're lucky enough to have a vet fence in the yard, that's great because then they can get those bursts out. And then, but the whole thing is, don't overwalk, walk them. That's what you don't want to do. All right. Okay. Can I ask one other quick one question? Quick. I think quick question is. Um, Grain or grain-free, and do you do can or kibble? Uh, never can unless they're sick, okay, okay. Uh, to hide stuff. Uh, then uh, grain-free and uh, non-grain-free. Rotate. The more you rotate, the healthier the dog, right? So do both. Good, what? Do both, you said. Yeah. Well, no, no, do both what? Uh, grain and grain-free? Yes, free? yeah, yep. Okay, and so, like, I'll do a, a bag of non-grain-free and then a bag of grain-free, two bags of non-grain-free, two bags of grain-free. You know what I mean? So I'm always rotating different proteins. But at this stage right now, like, Nutrisource has got, do you want the large-breed puppy? Okay, large-breed puppy for Nutrisource. And then when she gets six months old, that's when you can start the rotate, or five months old, you can start the rotation diet. Okay. Okay, good. and then okay. Um, I never feed dry food dry. All right, because dogs weren't meant to really eat dry food. That's, you know, that's uh, due to human convenience. Open the bag and pour it out. So what I did, especially with my Zelda, who was 90 pounds, the Dane great uh, boxer mix, she was very long body, deep torso, you know, deep, deep chested. And so you notice, you watch a dog eat. They, they you know, snarf it up. They swallow it whole. They don't chew it. They just, there it goes. Then they go over. Mm-hmm. Now, they just ate a box full of uh, saltine crackers. Now they go over and they drink a buttload of, uh, of uh, water. And that all hits the stomach. And guess what? That Those nuggets have to be rehydrated in the stomach. All right? And so mm-hmm. what I strongly recommend, especially when you got big dogs, active dogs, that you should put, you put what you're going to feed in the bowl. Okay, put hot tap water on it till it floats really nice, and then put it aside. Uh, non-grain-free, it takes about a half hour to rehydrate. Grain-free takes a little over an hour. And then after that, you go over, the water's all gone, it's absorbed into the kibble, feel the kibble. If it's pretty near soft to the center, then fluff it with a fork, put in your um, probiotics, your digestive enzymes, and uh, baby fish oil this time of year. And then fluff it up and then give it to the dog. Now you rehydrated it, it's easier on their gut system and overall being, instead of just woofing down that dry nugget. Okay. 
Okay. Thank you. Okay. And is it all right to follow the how much on the bag? Yeah, but go how how your pet feels. Stand the pup once a week. Every day, every week when I come home from the radio show, I stand my pups and I feel their from the shoulder, their rib cage to their waist. Okay, and I want to feel the casing. I don't want to feel gaps, but I want to feel the casing of the ribs and I want to see a waistline. You're better to go by how your dog feels than you know that what they say in the bags is a starting point. They don't know what your activity level of your dog is every day. Is it laying in the couch or laying on the couch all day, or is it running with kids all day? All right. So by mm-hmm. and so what you're going to do is bump up like at the dog's age that you've got now. You'd bump up like by an eighth or a quarter of a cup. Uh, a day okay i mean as far as how they feel because they're going to be there there's a lot of growing and people forget as the pup grows that you got to change the amount of food you feed them (laughs) right because they're growing so that's what you want to do but so on the back of the package they'll say okay okay that's a starting point but then pay attention you know feel your dog once a week make sure they're standing and feel if they feel too fluffy back off okay if they feel too gaunt back up you know, okay. do, once a week, feel that dog. Don't go by your eyes. If, uh, when I look in the mirror, my eyes say, oh, you only weigh 125. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> my eyes and I guess they get a little surly when they're hungry, too, in between those stages where you haven't started to feed them more. Yep. Yes, yeah, so you got to pay attention, okay? And then okay. anytime the dog is being nippy, jumpy, bouncy, if he won't calm down, give him a timeout for everybody to settle down, Okay. All right. Thank you so much. You bet, Katie. kiddo. Wonderful. You bet. Take care. Bye bye. Yep. No, it's it, people just it, puppies are, and so many people have got puppies. But and, 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 and like I say, I I tip my hat to you because I haven't had one in fifty years. Because they're a lot of work. Okay, Barbie. Guess what? Barbie was introduced in nineteen fifty nine. How much do you think she cost in nineteen fifty nine? And how much material do you think? Uh, since 50, 1959, have they, you know, making her outfits and that? How much materials have they gone through? We'll be back. I really like the beat of this song. It's a cool song. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Okay, Barbie. Barbie. Uh, there we go. Okay, Barbie was introduced in 1959 at the cost of... Okay, Barbie's full name is Barbara Melissant-Roberts. Okay. Name for the creator's daughter. Oh, okay. Millicent, there you go, Millicent. Uh, Barbara Millicent-Roberts is what uh, what she's after. Okay, in 1959, since 1959, more than 125 million yards of fabric... (laughs) have gone into creating outfits for Barbie and her friends. I believe it. Oh, if Barbie was life-size, her measurement would be 39, 23, 33. Okay, in, in 2004, this is what this is pulled from, the average woman's size was 40, 34, 43, instead of 39, 23, 33. You see? That's unrealistic expectations. Mm-hmm. Barbie's measurements to be normal. She should have at least, uh, for it to be normal, she would be at least seven tall, seven feet tall, four inches. For those, for the 39, 23, 33, she'd have to be seven feet, four inches tall. But anyway. Interesting. There we go. Okay, where are we at? Yes, we have Janet, and she has a question about using a cat feeder. Cat feeder, all right. Hi, Janet, how you doing? Um, uh, Yeah. 
thank you, Katie. I think my theme is okay because it's toys. Yeah. But I have a cat feeder, and I have an Abyssinian cat, a purebred, and a purebred boxer dog that is five years old. Okay. And um, he has been sent. I've watched your program for 10 years. Oh, cool. So he's been spinning that since 4 o'clock when you came on. And he's had his supper, of course. He's mainly raw. But it, the the buffalo blue does not fit in the cat feeder. So he's been spinning the cat food. And probably in the, the whole time we've been on, he's probably got less than a fourth of a cup. Okay. But I read somewhere that it said dogs should not eat cat food. Now, right. he's on a raw diet, but I remind you again, he probably had less than a fourth of a cup, and he's been spinning since 4 o'clock. What do you mean spinning? A spinning. It's a spinner I got from Chewy.com, and he spins it with his mouth, and just two or three pieces fall out at a time. Oh, okay, okay. My cat never got on to how to work this. Okay, okay, okay. So, uh, you know, like I say, he eats raw, and okay. he had his supper, but the thing of it is, um, hit the Buffalo blue that I feed once in a great while. Okay. Um, doesn't fit in the spinner. All right. Okay. okay. Am I doing damage? Sorry, that's my question. <laughs> oh, as far as doing giving him any dry food, are you doing damage to oh, him? No, no. I, I know to wet it and stuff. Okay. You know the buffalo yeah. blue, but he's on raw. Good. Most of the time. Right. Okay. And um, I'm just wondering, is that cat food? supposedly bad for him. Now, he did have a fourth of a cup of that dry. Okay. Yeah, see, a dry food, you know, use you know, a little here and there as a treat is, is okay. But you don't want cat to... Food. What? Cat food. The cat, cat food. food. Right, the cat food. Okay, so, yeah. but you don't want it to be, you know, to take like, you know, five, six nuggets, okay, uh-huh. and have them as a treat where he has to go find it in the house or something like that, or like that toy you were talking about. Okay. But otherwise, you don't, because a quarter cup is a lot for a cat, okay? Well, yes, and he never caught on to it. That's why it, I moved the cat or the toy <laughs> to the dog. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, so... Okay, it's a cat toy that you give given to the dog that's got cat food in. But I have to put cat food in it because the dog blue buffalo the pellets are too big oh, to I slip see. through the hole. Okay. 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 Have you tried Nutrisource kibbles uh, pieces? No, I really haven't because I prefer not to feed dry. Ever. I mean, right. mostly raw. Right. But see, if you watch it, Nutrisource have got small bites, or the kibbles are, is very small that might fit into that toy. Okay. 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 Instead of using the cat food, use it, you know, use the dog food for it. Okay. Or but, can I chomp up this blue buffalo, chomp it up in a baggie, maybe? Nah, I don't know. See, I'm not a fan of that food anyway. But anyway, they, it's all, okay. yeah, uh, you could do better quality. If you're going to be given anything dry, then it should be a better quality, which is Nutrisource. All right. You don't consider Buffalo Blue a good quality. Nope. I'm not, nope. I'm, I'm not banging anybody, but I'm not, I, I, right. I, I would not. That's not my genre. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, so that's what I would to try is try Nutrisource. We've got small bites for small dogs. They have uh, three or four formulas now. So maybe uh-huh. that will fit into that toy that, that for the dog, okay? Or I could drill the holes bigger. Well, I guess if you don't 
think Buffalo Blue is good, I prefer not to feed that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, see, so yeah, that's true. You can drill the whole bigger. Well, try the Nutrisaurus. Try the small bites, okay? That they've got turkey okay. and rice. They've got, um, I think they've got salmon. I'm trying to think here because they just they, they've been really upping their line for small bites, which is really way cool. So anyway, mm-hmm. and so yeah, try, I would try that in, instead because so it's a cat toy with cat food in it, and the reason why cat food isn't that good for dogs is because it's cat needs more protein than dogs do. And uh-huh. so that's why the cat, if you look at the protein level on a cat food, yep. it's really yep. high compared to dog food. And yep. so that's why you don't want to give it to them on a regular basis. It's really, and that's yeah. why, why dogs will eat cat doo-doo out of the litter box because their protein is so high if you buy the good stuff that by the time they process it and come through, it's just right for dogs. <laughs> uh-huh. okay. So that's what okay. they, but so yeah, but that's what I would, uh, I would try though. I would try that. Okay. Okay, I really appreciate it. Katie. Well, thank you. So well, thank much. you for being a good cat owner. Raw, I'm so proud of you. I tip my hat. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Bye bye. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's a, that's good. God, time flies. I just can't get it over did. this. I this know. Great calls today. Right. And okay, people. Now, if your dogs uh, start practicing with, you know, if you, whether. I know a lot of people are saying, oh, my dog jumps on me, dog jumps on me. Let them drag a nylon leash around. If it looks like they're going to jump, they can never just jump. they got to dip before they fly. Quick step on the leash about, you know, eight inches from the hook. And so then if you go, they're going to jump up. And guess what? You know, ching-ching, they correct themselves. You're out on a walk. The dog is like either jumping on you or trying to jump towards somebody. Or when somebody comes in your house and then never answer the door head on. You want people to walk past you, not into you. Put the collar on, put the leash on, step on the leash, depending on how tall your dog is. You know, if you've got a chihuahua, you only need to be about, you know, five <laughs> inches from the hook. But if you got a St. Bernard, you're going to have to be maybe 15, 20 inches from the hook. But put both feet on it so if the dog tries to jump forward, that they correct themselves. Whether they're greeting somebody whether they're greeting you, and then work on the manners. That's that, that's huge. You know, to, you got, have them sit for their dinner, sit to be petted, sit to have their collar and leash put on. I remember sitting on the leash and ignoring the dog. Don't look at them, don't touch them, don't do anything. Just fold your hand, you know, take your hand and put it over your wrist. And now if the dog tries to put his paws on you, turn your head sideways because that's a calming signal and extend your arms out and just go, ah! Okay, well, if you got any other questions, go to mytalk1071.com, go to the Katie Canine Show page, email me through there, or uh, check out my Katie Canine Facebook page. And my, oh, I also got hoodie sweatshirts for Katie Canine that says, Sit Happens. So check out my Facebook. You guys have a great one. Thank you, Hope, once again for an awesome time. You guys have a great week. Train on! Happy Your story, it lives in River City where you can enjoy a metropolitan vibe and a small town feel, where we set the standard for service and looking out for one another, where there's so much more than steak in our thriving food scene. Your story is the story of Omaha, told by those who live it and love it. Whether that's helping you keep up with the Cornhuskers or creating the content you crave. And here in the Omaha World Herald is where it comes to life. Omaha World Herald, where your story lives.